Welcome back to GEA Fan TV. My name is Aaron. I'm delighted to be joined here by Johnny Kill for a preview of this weekend's National Hurling League final between Limerick and Kilkenny. It's a repeat of the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship final from last year with Limerick going up against Kilkenny once again in a hugely important game, as it always is when these two play each other. I suppose, Johnny, how's things with yourself, first of all? I mean, it's uh, maybe it's a bit unusual seeing Limerick in a, in, in a National Hurling League final. I suppose the last few years you've kind of, I suppose, been giving, a, giving everyone else a chance before the, before the championship. But this time around, in fairness, even with players rested and everything else, you're, you're still gunning and, and here you are out on another big uh, National Final occasion. Yeah, it's great, Aaron. Yeah, I think things things are really starting to come together maybe in the league as well. It's it's just been a continuation of last year, really, for Limerick. Um, just unearthing more players of so many of the 20s team that, that reached the All-Ireland final, losing to Kilkenny last year, have stepped up four or five to the panel. Obviously, we'll talk about that as we go on. But yeah, the, the last one in 2020, and that was COVID interrupted with, you know, that monster quarter final against Clare doubling up as the, as the league final. But... I gave everyone a chance in 21 and 22, so maybe now, no, joking aside, look, it, it's just Limerick seemed to be, and even talking to John Kiley today, as I'll talk about later as well, at the Munster Championships launch, um, they're in a better position this time than they were this time last year. Um, certainly from a, a physical standpoint, he feels they started early, they got a bit of work done in December before they went off on the team holiday and it looks to have really, really um, helped them along and obviously, obviously, as you said, finding themselves in the league final. Absolutely, yeah. Like, and, and do you think the approach has been different this year going into the start of the league, or do you think it's it's been a case, as you said, like obviously uh, plenty of under twenty success in the last couple of years? I think you're an under twenty All Ireland final that was it last year as well. So that's like point. plenty of yeah. that's the point, yeah. So plenty plenty of players obviously coming through. So I suppose it's it's been a good time to rotate with with those players coming through. Yeah, it, it's been like it, it's it's been an interesting one off season. Um, Players came back at different times. Different players were given extended leave and 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 things like that. The twenties has been a part of it. An influx of new new blood into the panel is always a good thing. Um, but but the, 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 it's just the biggest difference from what I can see is it's a, is they got to start that bit earlier. Um, training wise, it got that few weeks bit of work done in December. So that that bit of physical work done in that time, you know, has put them in good stead for the whole league probably um, and championship beyond. So. I think that that is probably the biggest difference. They did look a bit leggy in last year's league as a prime example. Um, Limerick go to win every match, Aaron. Like that, they're they're unashamed about that. Whether both teams wanted to be in a league final is a different story. Two weeks out from championship, but as as like my Casey said today, John Kiley said it after the Tipperary game. You know, you'd be looking for challenge games if you weren't in this league final this close out from championship. So I think. This misnomer of of teams not wanting to be in the league final. Look at silverware at stake at the end of the day, and it's not it's not a run of the mill pre season competition. It's a national title. And speaking to a couple of ex Limerick players this week that don't have them, they would love to have them. And hearing Limerick players talk, they certainly want to have them in their back pocket by the time their career finishes. Yeah, because I suppose like even when you say it there as well, like with the fact that it is a piece of silverware, like I think. Probably the general general hurling fans or, or general GA fans, and I'm, I'm sure even Limerick fans as well, probably even forget that it was only five or six years ago that Limerick were, you know, outside of you know, you know, you might have picked up the odd trophy here and there, but generally speaking, like there was a huge drought of all Orleans, you know, there was a big drought of a monster title as well. I think between 2013 and, and obviously then in uh, I think 2019, I think it was. So 
there's definitely a bit of a, a gap there. So, like generally speaking, silverware hasn't come all the time for Limerick. So you can't you can't take these days for granted because although they've been brilliant the last couple of years, you just never know when when they might go away. No, that's exactly it, Aaron. Like you 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 go from 1973 to 2018, 45 years in between all Ireland's. And there was a fair gap from the 40s to 73 before that. So we, we do know about starvation in Limerick when it comes to titles. You look at Munster title, it was 96, 1996 to 2013, and then 2013 to 19. And you have to go back as far as 97, I think, from a league up to 2019 as well. So the Munster Championship, you know, in 2013 maybe got things started a little bit. But yeah, that a plethora of titles in recent years. Two league titles, as I said, in 19 and 20. But... Limerick fans have been starved of of success for a very very long time at this stage, and you know, like you, you win while you can. I think every team has to have their window, or when their window appears, I should say, they have to milk it for all it's worth. And that, I think that's exactly what Limerick are doing right now, and that's what they'll continue to want to continue to do. There's no guarantee of that. So when you're in a final, it's there to be won, no matter what that final is, whether it's a league final. Or, of course, an All-Ireland final. And Limerick's record in, in recent years has just been astonishing, obviously. But you, you go back to pre-2018 and you've won Munster title in, in a long, long time and nothing else. And that kind of came out of nowhere under John Allen in 2013. No one was fancying Limerick before that. Um, and, and, you know, they'd had a bit of success at 21 level, winning a winning a Munster 21 in, in 2011, I think it was. That that helped, like said, Declan Han and Shane Dowling on that 21 team as youngsters like so you you don't you don't get to be in these the, these um finals that often um so when they're there to be won you got to try and win them as best you can i think that's that's the way both kilkenny and limerick will be framing it this weekend yeah just a comment here from mead man who says missing the united game to be here loyal fan of the channel well i suppose appreciate the appreciate the support i hope you don't miss much anyway um just saying, but uh, but, but hopefully anyway, you're not, you're not missing too much in fairness. But uh, but just looking at Limerick's route, obviously to the final, as you were saying, like obviously beaten on the the opening day against Cork, and and since then have come back with with four wins against Galway, Clare, Wexford, and Westmead. So I suppose when you were looking at Limerick on the opening day of the league against Cork, I remember in the first half it looked you know as good as anything um, we've seen from Limerick in the last couple of years, and then in the second half, obviously Cork came roaring back and and won the game. So. When you were thinking of it then, were you thinking maybe it was kind of, you know, a, a lot of work to be done? And did you expect from that point for Limerick to crack on and maybe reach a league final? Or what What was your thought process after that game? Yeah, it was, it, it's so, so early in the season. You don't know what's coming, Aaron. Um, there was enough in that first half from Limerick's point of view, I think. Some of the hurling they played, not all of it came off. Don't get me wrong, but some of the hurling they played was outstanding. You're thinking, wow, this is... This is really, really impressive stuff. Second half, um, I think there was that serious injury to Robbie O'Flynn. Cork had got the goals. There were soft enough goals. I think Limerick would have been disappointed. I don't usually concede that, them, those kind of goals that they did concede against Cork and Parky Cueve on that Saturday night. Then, as you said, you, you move into the Clare game of the week later. It wasn't. Everyone, I think, was that was that was in the two Scalic grounds that, that evening was very surprised by what Clare produced. Limerick could only go out and beat what was in front of them and they, and they did so fairly handsomely outside of two clear goals again and um, then you, you you move up to Galway and something similar and that just it seems to be a lot a lot of players kind of kind of being thrown in by by Henry Shefflin to give them a chance put them up against opposition but was that a dummy team 
getting ready for championship only time will tell and then fairly routine victories over Westmead and Wexford and then obviously leading into the league semi-final but no at the start of the year you know you you, you have your thoughts and think yeah Limerick Limerick will they be the same as they were in the last two years treat the league for what it was as, as starting late in the you know in 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 their preparation for the for the season ahead but no they've 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 managed to navigate their way through to a to a semi final initially, and obviously the final now. And and as you as you said, give so many players their head as well at, at different times. You know, I think there's been six changes in the last three games, different changes each time. And it wouldn't surprise me again if there was another six more for Sunday's final. I, I think John Kiley probably and and Paul Kinner know their best team. Um, it'd be fairly hard to differentiate. From I'd say 13 of last year, starting 15 in the All Ireland, then you had Keen Lynch and Peter Casey, who who seem to be back in full form. Uh, Lynch especially since since recovering from injuries, certainly the injury that kept him out of the All Ireland final last year. Of course, Peter Casey had a cruciate year before the All Ireland final and missed the majority of, of last season, but he's come back flying as well. So, yeah, the, the argument at the moment is there um, that Limerick are even stronger this year with what they've brought into the panel, what has happened in the league. But but they won't be treating it that way. It is it's been a very competitive panel anyway. But you introduce four or five fresh young faces coming out of of, of the likes of an under twenty team champing at the bit. You, you even saw them in the preseason uh, Cope Superstars Monster League, where a lot of them made their Limerick debuts um, at senior level. And you know these competitions are hit and miss and whatever else. But these guys were treating it like all Ireland finds. This is their chance to impress. And suitably, some of them have impressed enough to be to, to, to play most of the league, and it just puts puts makes John Kiley's life harder, you know, starting fifteen, whatever else. But that battle, and it's so often said of, of quality squads, where that battle to get onto one to eleven, depending on the sport, or one to fifteen in GA, is tricky. But to get onto the subs bench is even harder at times. And Limerick are in a very very strong position when it comes to things like that right now. And you know, that, and, and I think that's been the biggest thing. Win or lose on Sunday, that's the biggest thing Limerick will take from it, is that they have, I wouldn't say unearthed a few players. I mean, like Sakahal O'Neill has been around the last year or two. He was injured at the start of the league campaign due to an injury he picked up in the Fitzgibbon Cup with UL. Um, he's, you know, he's come back flying uh, since the since the Wexford game, really, the Westmead game as well, where he, where he came back. So guys like him have been there, thereabouts anyway. But you look at the likes of Donegal Dalek, um, Michal Houlihan was on the panel last year. Now, Michal isn't is in front of the 20s, but 24, 25 years of age has made his way back onto the Limerick setup from being there at under 21 level. And it just shows as well that Limerick are watching watching players at every grade and, and at every team. And, and you you will, if you consistently perform and you get your chance, you're, you're, you've, you're, you've, you do have a, a route into the Limerick senior panel. And it's, look, it's great to see some injection of new blood. But like in that Tipperary League semi-final, you had the likes of Garrod Hegarty, Kyle Hayes, Dan Morrissey on the bench, you know, and, and you still come out with a second half performance that Limerick did, even with those on the bench. Seamus Flanagan as well, of course. That's five All-Stars in recent years uh, coming off the bench. And, you know, I think it was Flanagan came on, Hegarty came on towards the end as well. You know, just a plethora of, of, of goods at the moment for Limerick. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and even some of those players you mentioned, like the likes of Donegal Darling, who scored one ten so far. Michal Hulan, he's got seventeen points so far. And even Adam English as well has been a, I suppose, a great addition to the side. Like, I suppose that shows just how strong you know uh, things are going hurling wise in in Limerick at the minute. Like, I think it would be 
be very easy for a manager like John Coyley to, you know, I've seen Limerick obviously win three All-Orleans in the last three years, look at things this year and, and you know, rotate a little bit here or there, but stick to the, to the strongest starting 15. Um, but in fairness, he's rotated quite a lot. He's, he's tried different things out. And he's given a lot of players opportunity, and you have to you have to give him credit for that because, as you as you were saying there, like I think for for teams who are winning and dominating, it'd be very easy just to stick to the same core group of players and and maybe even shrug off the the, the league and just focus on the on the championship. But in fairness, he's given these lads game time, and that could be crucial as well. You know, come championship time, especially if you do have injuries or or anything like that comes up further down the line. Yeah, exactly, Aaron. It's. It's very much the nature of the championships now, Leinster and Munster and Round Robins. It's it's fast, it's intense, and you will need your squad at different times in it. There's no point saying otherwise. We saw it last year with Limerick when Keane Lynch went down. After eight or nine minutes against Waterford, Cahill O'Neill was the man trusted, a young player trusted by the Limerick senior manager to go in and play centre-forward in that Limerick team. Uh, they messed around with, of course, bringing Kyle Hayes back to centre-forward as the season went on, but... That, that showed the trust in players. And even in the All-Ireland final, when you, when you look back, Conor Boylan came in off the bench, Colin O'Neill came in off the bench. They, they scored when they did come on. So they're making massive contributions. We saw with David Reedy, not always the starter with Limerick last year, but came on certainly against Galway in the All-Ireland semi-final last year. Huge impact, made an impact in the final as well. And, and you mentioned Adam English. Adam English has been a bit of a prodigy in Limerick for a couple of years. He was very unfortunate last year. Just... Hampered by injuries consistently, but Adam used that time. I think it was a knee injury he was out with for so long. Used that time to bulk up, and you look at him now and where he was a year ago. It's scary, scary to see the difference in him. He's still under twenties. Shane O'Brien, who I didn't mention a few minutes ago, from another player that's really impressed in the league. He's only out of school. A year ago, he was winning a Crow Cup with Art Reach and having lost the the Hearty Cup final as well. So there, there's some of these guys are still twenties. There's some from just out of twenties, and then in you go look around, Limerick had a strong panel anyway, you know, so as I, as I said already, the league has just been such a fruitful thing for Limerick in 2023 um, and, and not just for this year, I, I think as well. I mean, you don't, a lot of people wouldn't have picked Donica Dolly out as a player to come through that 20s so quickly. You would have picked out Shane O'Brien and Adam English over the last couple of years along with Carl O'Neill and Maybe Fergal O'Connor, who's who's made a few appearances at corner back as well, but but when it comes to Donegal Dalek, I mean he did with his club Monaleen won an uh, an All Ireland Intermediate um, club championship in in Croke Park in January. Donegal had a quite enough game first half, scored five points from playing the second half, and he's kind of t- just kept going from there. It, it just seems like no barriers to 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 stop him in, in what, what he wants to do. So, yeah, the guys like that. And, and it's just, then of course, Aaron, it has the knock-on effect of putting pressure on guys that are already on the panel. I mean, Paul yeah. Kinnert and John Kiley just be, must be turning up the train. Who will we put under pressure tonight? Like, you know, and, and, and it seems to be the case, talking to some of the players after games and talking to management, that it, it is as competitive as you'd imagine within within Limerick set up at every single training session, it's very difficult to tell who's the A and who's the B side. And that's not being disrespectful to any other county or any anyone else in that, but it's just so highly competitive within that panel that players can slip in at a moment's notice. Colin Coughlin is, is a player I haven't mentioned who, who slipped in just as easy against, against Tipperary at wing back. And Limerick have this huge advantage of any time, any time to play a game, the wing back line. Kyle Hayes, if 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 he's there, can score. Declan Hannan can score. Dermot Burns is a phenomenal scorer, as we all know, the hurler of the year last year, and just 
and has come back seamlessly into the squad. And when you have halfbacks that can come up, there's a bit of slagging going on in the Limerick team as well at the moment that Sean Finn is the only player without a score playing for Limerick seniors now after Mike Casey and Richie English scored against Limerick, or sorry, scored against Wexford in the league. And, you know, and there's a bit of slagging about that. But, you know, there's an element of truth to it. Barry Nash, as we've all seen in the last couple of years, since he's been reinvented into an attacking cornerback, is the only way you could call it, has reinvented maybe that position or seen other teams trying, trying to copy it now as well. So there's just so many options for, available for Limerick. It, it just, it, again, I'll go not, not only for this season, but for, for the future as well. Yeah, like and, he, and even looking at William O'Donoghue's suspension for for this week as well, like as as he said, like that just presents another opportunity for another player to to slot in and and make the case and 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 again, it's it's another great opportunity for for someone to go in there even with that suspension. Like obviously, you don't want those suspensions to happen. You don't want to see players getting red cards or injuries or anything like that. But Limerick have the options there to to replace these kind of players if these scenarios do develop, which can only be a positive, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. You've seen Barry Murphy, player who's been in and around the panel since 18, 19. He actually started the championship in 18. Um, I think it was against Tipperary first up. So Barry, like Barry had won a Fitzgibbon Cup at UL as a corner forward alongside Tipperary duo, Jason Ford and John McGrath. And arguably Barry at the time was was performing better than those two. So that shows you the kind of pedigree he has, but hasn't been really getting a look in um in in recent years. Like just just he'd been in and around the 26 but they've, they've tried something with Barry and putting him in midfield and it's worked a treat he was outstanding against Tipperary the last day so you'd imagine he'd, he'd be the leading candidate to partner Darrow Donovan if Darrow Donovan has recovered from an ankle ankle knock kept him out of Tipperary and which we're told is, is more than likely the case um you've Adam English everyone to everyone's surprise was slotted in there when he came on against Clare early on um you know, in in that game, he's played there for the 20s as well in the last couple of weeks. So there's another option there that Jimmy Quilty was out injured, who was captain of that 20 side last year. They just seem to have not only one player for each position now, you know, on the bench. They seem maybe to have two, which is which is a really, really, you know, great thing to have options-wise. But if injuries do come, and injuries will come for Limerick. I mean, you, you were like, who would, have, who would have said Limerick last year? You saw a lot of talk about Limerick teams catching up with them and, and different things like that, which, which of course, there, there's an element of that. Limerick came through some very hard battles last year. Um, you only have to look back to the Waterford game at the two scaly grounds, second game up. They had, to, they had to really pull out all the stops. Waterford came with goals late on, and if the game had done any further, could have been caught. Clara in Ennis was a tough, tough game that ended in a draw. Obviously, the Munster final was a real humdinger of a game that went to extra time. The All-Ireland semi-final against Galway. And of course, the final against Kennedy, really tough, intense games. But Limerick won them games without Keane Lynch and Peter Casey. And you take Keane Lynch out of any team, you know that they're they're going to be you're going you're going to feel that loss. But Limerick just got on with it, and that's I think the the real characteristic of this team at times. They just if some if if a negative thing happens or someone goes down injured, it is very much a case of next man up, and it'll be the same with William O'Donoghue's suspension on Sunday. Someone will step up. We're 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 not sure. Who, judging by recent games, it could be Barry Murphy, but they could spring a surprise there with someone like Dan Morrissey, who's covered full back, wing back, has played midfield for Limerick before as well. And it just when you have those options, and and you know players go down for whatever reason, it it must give the rest of the panel huge confidence, the management team huge confidence, and Limerick supporters huge confidence as well. 
when you see a guy coming on in off the bench or coming in from the start, goes, geez, he's just going to fill fill another role, and that's what Limerick have consistently been able to do. Yeah, and how, how do you think John Coyley will approach this game then? Because as you said, like plenty of young players have, have made appearances, but he has obviously thrown in the likes of Cole Hayes, the, the, the odd time. Keen Lynch has made the odd appearance, Grode Hegarty as well, Tom Morrissey the same. So how do you think he'll approach the, the league final, obviously with the Munster Championship on the horizon? Like, will he will he go strong? Will he mix it? Or how do you how do you see him approaching this game? It, it's 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 hard to tell, Aaron. It's always difficult to know what Limerick are thinking. You, you know, a couple of years ago they they moved Kyle Hayes in, in from centre forward to wing back in, in something that shocked every everyone. Kyle had played wing back and centre back at underage level with Limerick up to 21s as a centre back as well, but no one was expecting it given how pro- prolific he was as centre forward. So Limerick are always capable of throwing something, a rabbit into that, then threw him back into the forwards last year with moving Dan Morrissey to wing back with Kyle eventually setting at centre forward when, when Keane got injured. Um, to answer your question, the reality is no one knows. Um, They've made six changes, as I said, in, in a good few of the games each time. And it was a surprise to see six changes again for the for the Tipperary semi-final. But it could be six changes again. You just don't know. I mean, you look look across the, the, the full back line. You've the likes of Mike Casey, Sean Finn, Dan Morrissey, and and Richie English looking for, for three positions, maybe. Given that Kyle's back at wing back, Dan can cover there. So you've got Colin Coughlin, Kyle Hayes, Dan Morrissey for left wing back. You know, you have similar options at centre-back. Declan Hannon is so, so key. But Dan Marcy has filled in there in the league as well. So Dan is that kind of utility player. You can put him anywhere and you'll get you'll get a high performance out of him. You know, you're looking at the forwards, as I've already mentioned. You're probably looking at Garrod, Tom Marcy, and Keane Lynch as your starters. But you've Cahill O'Neill. You've Michal Houlihan. You've Adam English can play there as well. I've already mentioned the midfield options. And then you went to the full forward line with... As, we, as we've already said, Donico Dalek, Peter Casey, Seamus Flanagan, and plenty more on top of that coming off the bench, Shane O'Brien, and Adam English can go in corner forward as well. So all those kind of options. And, and if you're watching that from the outside, you're thinking, well, any of them can do a job for you inside. So will, will Limerick go full full strength? I don't I don't think so, no. As full strength as we'd perceive it anyway, as close to the All-Ireland final team as possible. I, I don't think so, no. But, but I think two weeks out from Championship, I think John Kiley knows exactly who is starting that Waterford game, bar any you know little hiccups in the meantime. So who starts on Sunday? It's very difficult to know. I think you'll see see largely the starting team, maybe nine or ten of the team that starts against against uh, Waterford in a couple of weeks' time. But you know that five or six, you know, interchangeable players um, could happen again. Yeah, Keane says here it promises to be a cracker of a final. Kilkenny seem to be the closest challengers to Limerick at the moment. Kilkenny would love to get the post-Cody era off to a winning start. And I suppose, yeah, like focusing on Kilkenny, I suppose they've you know been maybe a little bit similar to Limerick in some ways, where they've also tried out a lot of their under-20 players from last year. I mean, you have the likes of Billy Drennan, for example, who's been uh, sensational so far for Kilkenny scored 265 across the, the league so far. So, I mean, from a Kilkenny perspective, obviously with, with Derek Ling coming in, it's a, it's a huge game for them as well. Like if they can, you know, pick up a piece of silverware in, in his first season, then I wouldn't say the monkey's off the back a little bit with Cody obviously not being there, but it certainly does relieve the pressure a little bit anyways going into the championship and, you know, picking up the first piece of silverware at the first crack, that cannot be a bad thing, especially for, for Kilkenny who... We now love to love to win big finals, and and this would be another one. Absolutely, yeah. It's, I, th- I think 
it, it may be, and this isn't being disingenuous, it may be just a little bit more important for Derek Ling and Kilkenny, given mm. that Limerick's success in recent years and Kilkenny, you know, just having a little bit of a a, a, a little barren spell. Um, Derek Ling, you know, from his point of view, will get a bit of a monkey off his back very quickly. It'll give him a bit of breathing space. But yeah, yeah you've said it, like they, they've had a very similar league campaign to Limerick, but losing one game and winning the rest. Um, it was that performance that, that I saw most of the game in that game against Tipperary at Nolan Park, and, and they really looked at that stage that, the, that, that, that things weren't going maybe according to plan or maybe that too much experimentation was going on and and but they, they really knuckled down that went over Waterford and Waterford as well you know that was huge the two-point victory and I, I think that gave him confidence going into the Cork game obviously in in, in last week's league semi-final um yeah they, they, they've experimented too one of the more fascinating ones for me is Paddy Deegan in the half forward line um I, you know that that whether it's a long-term thing you see Parag Walsh back at corner back a bit like in the Barry National linking the defence and having the ability to link defence to attack with with good delivery into the force. But you know what you're going to get from every click any side. They're gonna they're gonna go hard at you physically, fairly and more often than not. And and Limerick are going to give exactly the same. Um but from Kilkenny's point of view it's it's been an interesting league for Derek Ling. He has a very unenviable task in taking over from Brian Cody. He won an all Ireland twenties last year, as you mentioned, or several of that side being being introduced already in the league. The obvious one being Billy Drennan. He's just been a breath of fresh air in that Kilkenny side. You know, took over the freeze seamlessly when asked to do so, as you scored, said, scored 265, which is no mean feat in any league. You know, that's nearly, what, 12 points a game. Um, really impressive stuff from him. But they've, they've, they still have the likes of of Martin Keown inside and full forwards, dangerous. Mossy Keown. They, they, but, but like what, what a lot of people aren't really focusing on so far, they still have Owen Cody. TJ Reid and Adrian Mullen to come back in from the belly hail as Derek Harker has been back um, back introduced with Kilkenny, another younger player who again started in that UL Fitzgibbon Cup winning side as well. Um, yeah, Kilkenny are going to bring bring everything to try and win this. And they, have, of course, have the extra week before the Leinster Championship gets underway from their point of view as well. So I just think it has all the makings, as uh, Keane detected in there, of a cracking final on Sunday. But as you say, Kilkenny... You know, they, they still have the likes of Walter Walsh. They still have the likes, you know, of, of Richie Hogan. Richie making his first start in something like three, four years in that Cork game as well. You know, and if you can bring on the likes and just showed in the all Ireland final last year, plenty left in the tank of Walter Walsh. There's plenty left in Richie's tank, despite all his injury woes over, over the last few years. And you have, a, like, we all know how well Tija Reid keeps himself. It's almost a profession for him. In his in 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 his in his work life as well, it is his profession to to fitness and and strength and conditioning. You know, so TJ, despite whatever age he is at this stage, 34, 35, he's going to come back fit as a fiddle. You know that. And you bring in the likes of Adrian Mullen, the couple of under twenty players, the likes of Owen Cody, who was a revelation for for Kilkenny last year. Um, and 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 you're looking at a Kilkenny outfit that, of course, can win on Sunday. But they'll be giving the the all Ireland the senior rattle, the senior all Ireland the fair rattle as well. Yeah, would you concur with that comment there as well? That maybe they're the, the closest challengers. Like I think, I think if you were to look at it, I think almost most fans anyway. I think the majority of fans would certainly have Limerick at probably a good bit ahead of the rest. And I suppose below that, there's a lot of teams probably you know chipping at being the closest challengers. But when you look at Kilkenny, obviously all Ireland finalists last year. Now they're in the league final again. As you said, they're missing the likes of TJ Reid, on Cody, but they're introducing younger players, bit of underage success last year as well. So 
like the Kilkenny sort of production line is certainly not slowing down anyway. Like they're going to continuously keep bringing true players over the next couple of years. So definitely going into this year's All Ireland with a with a big show. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think it's a hard one to judge. You've had, you've so many counties have first time first year managers this year, so there has to be a bit of a bedding in period there. Outside of I think it is Limerick and Galway. Everyone else changed. Shefflin in the second year in Galway. Obviously, you you've Michael Michal Donahue in Dublin. You've Davian Waterford, Wexford, Darry Egan as well, of course, in his second year. You go to Cork with Pat Ryan, and you go all the way around. You go to Tip Liam Cal. Now maybe Tipperary um, may have something to say with that. Brian Lohan is in his third third year with Clare as well. Tipperary under Liam Cahill, they looked there was enough in Tipperary's performance against Limerick, I think, certainly in the first half to say they're they're going to be there in with a shout. It's hard to know where Cork are. It really is after that 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 performance against Kilkenny. It, it seems like they were just a bit confused about what they were doing, whether they were still looking at the way Kieran Kingston wanted them to play and trying to merge with Pat Ryan's trying to do. It just seemed at times, I think there was an incident towards the end of the game where Kieran Joyce was in his own half back line, no one near him. All the all the Kilkenny players had withdrew back inside their own half. He didn't know what to do with the ball and just got pulled up for overcarrying. You know, so Cork maybe maybe it's not going to be there their year as well. But probably Kilkenny, judging on last year, you know, last year it was all talk at Waterford, you know, that had a that had a great league campaign and then they they came in against Limerick, put in a very good showing in the two Gaelic grounds, and then it all fell to pieces from there, having beaten Tipperary in the first game. So it's just so hard to judge. It's just so competitive in those round-robin games. I would like to see, uh, like Michal Dunhu, definitely experimented in the league with Dublin. I think there's so much more in Dublin that is yet to be on earth. Dalo, I think, was the last one to really get something concrete out of that Dublin Dublin setup. And I know there's, a, there's in, in, incoming and outgoings within that Dublin panel. Probably too many. You know, over the last couple of years, you look at Wexford have had a very, very tough league. Waterford, you know full well that Davy's going to have something ready for Limerick first day out in, in Semple Stadium in Thurles. But our Waterford, you know, good enough to, to make a tilt at the All-Ireland. We'll find out soon enough. But I think, yeah, Kilkenny probably second best place to Limerick at the moment. And then I think Tipperary are, are probably the best of the rest right now. But you do have Clare as well if Tony Kelly catches fire. You know, Claire, a big, 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 um, big danger for everyone as well. But the question is, if you stop Tony Kelly like Kilkenny did in last year's All Ireland semi final, where is Claire's firepower coming from? You know, and and I think that's their biggest thing. But yeah, Kilkenny, Kilkenny look serious operators at this stage. Yeah, and like, what kind of plan do you think Limerick will have for for Billy Drennan? I mean, it'll be obviously the first time the the senior team are going up against them. Obviously, a few of the you know a few of the under twenties probably very familiar with them over the over the last couple of years. So I'm sure there is a lot of familiarity of of going up against them. But who do you think would pick him up or or man mark him or how do you think the approach would be? Considering I, I suppose so. he's been very impressive for Kilkenny this year. Yeah, I think I think Limerick's Limerick's opinion on things like that and. You know, is uh, we we'll concentrate on ourselves, and we won't move out of our system the way we play for anyone. Prime example of that is Tony Kelly. Tony Kelly yeah. plays a free role in, in pretty much every game he plays for Clare. Mikey Butler followed him all over Croke Park. I think he even followed him into the into the toilets at halftime. You know, he was that tight. Um, but Limerick don't do that. They like Tony Kelly had had an amazing monster final, but effectively. Until he got inside the 45, no one was marking him. If he was out midfield, he was on his own. And that's the way Limerick, Limerick set up. We, if, if your guy scores 15 points, well, 
we'll have a combination of if you don't score goals, we'll outscore you. And that has been Limerick's, Limerick's uh, modus operandi for, for four or five years now. So I don't think they'll have any plan for Billy Drennan. I think that the biggest thing for Limerick of, of how they will stop Kilkenny in that sense uh, with regard to Billy Drennan on the freeze is, is just to try and not concede as many and just limit that aspect of his game. But again, Kilkenny could spring a surprise as well. By TJ could start from nowhere, Mullen could start. It don't go. You just don't know, and that's that's the beauty of this time of the year. There is nothing certain, but certainly no. The one thing that is certain, I should say, is that Limerick won't make any special plan for any player. Uh, let let it be Tony Kelly, Billy Drennan, Patrick Horgan, and Cork, or whoever else comes against them. Jason Ford against Tipperary a few weeks ago. They won't, they, they won't knock out of their own system for anyone and will back themselves to outscore every other team. Yeah, and how, how do you see the game sort of going then or, or panning out? As you said, like it probably is a game that means more for Kilkenny and Derek Ling uh, to get that piece of silverware. But I'm sure John Coyley and the, and the Limerick lads, and even as you said, some of the fringe players, the younger players, like this is the perfect opportunity for them to sort of stake a claim going into that Munster round, Robin, where... Obviously, a lot more of the senior lads will be more fitter and available then. So it, it is a perfect opportunity for those lads as well. So how do you how do you sort of see the game going? Yeah, I think I think it's it's if if you know everything goes to plan from both sets of teams, you know, and then there's no dummy teams and messing around with things like that. I think if if if, if they both go arguably close to full strength, you could have a championship like match. And I, I I don't think this is this isn't going to be a run of the mill league league final where a bit of shadow boxing go- going on. I think both teams will go full tilt. And actually, they'll go full tilt no matter who's on the pitch. I think you'll see plenty of heavy challenges. It's going to be interesting. Pot O'Dwyer, referee from Carlo, likes to let the game go as best he can. Doesn't like blowing his whistle. Um, likes, a, like, likes a fair challenge as well. Uh, you know, and he, he's refereed it more often than not, tries to keep it going. So it'll be dictated by that as well. But I think you've two physical teams. If, if we take away the skills of both sets of players for a second, and, and that's one of the big fascinating things with Limerick and Kilkenny games over, la- over the last few years. Certainly, obviously, last year's All Ireland final physically was, I think, it hit new heights uh, from that from that standpoint alone. Some of the hits at times, fair hits as well. It must be added was a very clean game, and and even the game back in nineteen where, where Kilkenny beat Limerick, they just met with such enormous ferocity, and um, with everything Limerick did to Kilkenny. And I think I think Sunday will be something similar. And then it'll boil down when things to settle down is, is who has the best talent on the day. Right now, you have the likes of Keane Lynch, who's just come back so in, in, in such amazing form. You've seen some of the clips, I'm sure, all week that are going around on Twitter from the Tipperary game. The little flicks here, there and everywhere. He really is a wizard in what he's able to do. And it's so effortless as well. It, it's a funny one. He's so creative and such ability to bring and pick other players out that you forget how good he is in front of goals when he does end up shooting, which from my point of view isn't enough because he's so accurate when he does shoot. He should stop it. He should maybe be a bit more selfish like he did in the 21 All-Ireland where he had five or six points from play in, in, in it's just a stunning display again. You know, when when things opened up from he rather than set other people up, he went for scores. He did that a bit against Tipperary, two outstanding points in the second half. Um, I think he could be key and I think he could be key for the whole season for Limerick. They can win without him, but it, he just... He links play together so, so well for everyone else. And conversely, Kilkenny probably more in this stage outside of TJ when TJ isn't player. They're more reliant on five or six different players needing to score one, two, one, three, one, four from play, that kind of thing to beat Limerick. 
the thing is Limerick Limerick don't like Kilkenny got two goals against Limerick in last year's all Ireland final and we look back at them goals like th- there was no mistake it was such beautiful skill that opened up opportunities Walter Watch's run opening up the Limerick defence but they still had three passes to make it into the net and then the second goal was a thing of beauty as well. So Kilkenny have the ability to open up that Limerick defence. Will Limerick have learned from that last year? Of course they will. But I think Kilkenny will need goals to win this game. And every team that plays Limerick right now needs goals to beat them, to have any chance of beating them. Even then, if you do score two goals against them, they still have enough at the other end to, to score 30-odd points on any given day. So I'm obviously going to keep continue tipping Limerick. It works out so well for us. For me, anyway, in the, in the last year since I've been chatting to you. But, yeah, I, th- I think it really could be a tight game. But but Limerick, as they showed, like Tipperary hit Limerick with everything again last in, in the league last time out. And you're thinking, maybe Tipperary have something here. But Limerick just upped the tempo so much. And they just look to have that, that level of gears to keep going up, up and up. And un- until someone does beat them in a final or, you know, or in a big, big game, you know, they haven't lost in Munster in so long either, you know. I think it was what... 2020 um, in, in, in a nothing game, or sorry, 2019, in a kind of nothing game against a dead rubber game against Tipperary when both sides knew they were in the Munster final and then McCammer tip in the Munster final after that. So they're unbeaten in, in, in Munster since then. Obviously, Clare kept coming very close last year in the, in both the, the group stage and the round robin and the Munster final. So Limerick have 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 an ability at the moment, Darren, and, and you know, it is the sign of, of very good teams to to come out with, with wins when maybe they shouldn't do at times. I think they did that several times last year. And, and that is a sign of a good team and a great team. And that's what Limerick are right now. So I just think maybe maybe Kilkenny do need to win more. But I just don't see Limerick, you know, letting up for anyone right now. So if their silver were available and players are very pointed, Limerick players are very pointed saying, we want that league title. And, and, and it must be said as well that both sets of players will want that. And the league, a lot of the conversation around the, the National Hurling League has been it's it's been devalued with the two divisions. It's this there's six seven teams capable of winning it, and this it's dummy teams going out. But look, the championship is number one in hurling. You could argue the football league is is a very different thing, where teams are playing on their own level. And the likes of Westmead, the likes of Leash, they have to play these games to to improve. They have to play against these teams to you know to to get to try and someday get to the pitch of the Antrim are in the same boat as well and Offaly and Kerry further down the list as well and that's all so what where do you go to the league at the end of the day it is still a national title um you know and, and that can't be sniffed at so I think both teams will as I said earlier go hell for leather with it but I think Limerick should just have enough to come out on top yeah because that's the thing as well and even you made some great points there like even last year as well like every time you did get a significant test um and, and even even the teams you like limerick came up against like i feel like every team limerick played last year played their best against limerick like even the likes of waterford and tipperary who had poor years in the championship last year raised their game when they played limerick i think claire definitely gave their the best game against limerick i remember lots of praises for galway when he played them in the, in the all Ireland semi-finals so it does seem like, and it's the makings of a great team, and that's why I, like it's often compared to nearly the, the Dublin side in, in Gaelic football when they won the the six in a row. And not saying that Limerick are going to go on and achieve that or achieve more or, or whatever might be the case, but but certainly like there's so many similarities between the two. And and when you look at Limerick, like every time the going does get tough, they always seem to find an answer, which is. Why it's very very hard to to back or to go against them really in these big games and it might be a league final but as you said before like they've 
like you know things might be going wrong after 15 or 20 minutes but we know like they, they have the answer within themselves and Paul Connerk and John Coyley like they, they'll figure something out to, to, to turn it around and that always seems to be the case with, with Limerick in the last year or so or last couple yeah. of years yeah it, it, it does it's the prime example is the 2021 um monster final against against Tipperary in in Parky Cueve or Limerick Tipperary were just awesome in that first half in sweltering heat it was close to 30 degrees in Cork that day it was middle of an, an amazing summer in, in some aspects when crowds were just beginning to get back to games as well after Covid where of course no one was at the All-Ireland final in 2020 but there was just I think there was 8,000 in um in in Parky Cueve for that game and you know, they, they, they didn't panic. They didn't make wholesale changes in in that at halftime. There was just an, an uptake in intensity. You got that early goal and, you know, that it, it'll be remembered for Kyle Hayes' wonder goal that we soloed in from 80, 90 yards. But, you know, Limerick really upped it and just Tipperary couldn't live with him. That's been the case so often is when Limerick really pile on the pressure, they start swarming in the tackle, they start... You know, winning freeze the start, and then they they, they at times went, always seem to have an ability to get goals when they really really need them. We got an early one with Seamus Flanagan in that game against Tip, and they did so as well, of course, against um later on in the half with Kyle Hayes as well, just hit Tip with with an absolute blistering, and you hear some people say the best second half of hurling they've ever seen, you know, it, it, or half in general of hurling. But it's hard to argue that when you see where Limerick were at, at half time and then onwards, and I think. The confidence that has brought of no matter what challenge comes at them, they're able to navigate their way through it. And that that to me tells you 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 you've mentioned the Dublin thing, and there are so many comparisons with with that 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 great Dublin team as well. For that same thing, they never seem to be in trouble. That Dublin team always found a route out of trouble. Whether it was Stephen Cluxton with that great kick against Mayo to you know to 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 win the final, you know, the right man stood up at the right time. Limerick have that as well, you know, and that's that is the mark of great teams. And with four All-Irons in five years, I think we can now say that Limerick, this Limerick team will always be remembered as a great team. Um, they, they, they've won, you know, three in a row. They want they want more. They want four in a row. They want five in a row. They want six in a row as well. There's no question of that, whether they do or not. But that, that's, that's imponderable at the moment. But it's just been that ability to get out of trouble when you really, really need to and come out on the other side. I mentioned it already, all, and you mentioned it as well, the difficulty in winning the All-Ireland Limerick had last year, and I think John Kiley mentioned it as well, and you mentioned it, every team pretty much had their best performance against Limerick. They really, really wanted to put it up to the All-Ireland champions, and my God, did every team, outside of maybe Cork in the in the opening game of the Munster Championship, and Cork scored a goal after 13 seconds, so their, their intent was to have that performance as well. So, But, but I do go back and, and taking away from from even what's happened in this league, like Limerick looks stronger again because they've been able to introduce Keane Lynch and Peter Casey back into the starting lineup. And and, and I think those two players certainly would get on any team in the country. That they'd, they'd, they'd be, you know, such such big influences. And we've we've spoke I've spoken to Keane Lynch already. But Keith Peter Casey, if you obviously always remember back to the first 20 minutes of the 21 All Ireland final, and Peter Casey was having a game for the ages. He scored five points from play already before that horror cruciate injury and was in line for, for a player to match award as well that Keane Lynch ended up getting for his outstanding performance, you know, and, and hurler the year on top of it. So those two players are so crucial 
crucial to Limerick. Two starters without question for me every single time. Limerick go out and play, and and you like I, I can't reinforce that point more about Key and Lynch being so key to Limerick. They managed to win an All Ireland last year without him, with every team putting it really, really up to them. And if all goes to plan this year, Limerick on the 23rd of July will be looking to win another, but Keane Lynch will be certainly key to that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're back in Limerick by, by how many points, two or three, or do you think it might be might be a bit more? I think four, four or five. They just seem to be, uh, like when they're playing well this year, no matter who it's been against, that four or five, maybe six-point advantage has been there. I think if Kilkenny are to win, I've mentioned already, they will need goals. I think any team trying to beat Limerick at the moment needs goals and they need more than two by the looks of it as well because they've been able to navigate through through a team scoring two goals against them. I mean, Kilkenny scored 226 in the final last year. It's going to win the 90% of all Ireland finals. But Limerick scored 131, you know. So well, where do you go after that? And that's, that's in uh, saving your best maybe performance of the year for that all Ireland final. And that's what Limerick like to do as well. They peak as the year goes on. Or, or that's been the traje- trajectory over the last five years anyway. So, so you know, it'll be interesting to see where Limerick go after this league final, win, lose or draw um, in the Munster Championship if they keep improving like they did last year. Because if they do, I don't think any team will be able to come near them, let alone Kilkenny in the league final on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I think I think I'd agree as well. I think I think Limerick by by four or five points. I think it definitely has the makings of uh, of a Limerick victory on Sunday. Um, well, I suppose we'll wrap things up here, Johnny. Cheers very much for coming on. Very much appreciated. And uh, yeah, cheers anyone who tuned in. If you could hit the like button and subscribe, be very much appreciated. And um, yeah, cheers, Johnny, for coming on. More than welcome.